Welcome back to the Nurse from the Crypt podcast, where we review your favorite horror movies, books, and comics, and interview indie creators about their upcoming horror-related projects. I'm your host, Saul, and returning with me today, David, who is not only returning as a returning guest, but is now one of the new co-hosts of the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> and today we'll be talking to the author of The Empties, uh, Kristen. Kristen, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad you're able to join us today. And um, before we even get into the project that, that we'll be talking to about, we just want to know a little bit more about you. How did you get into into the into the industry? How did, how did this all come around? That's a good question. Um, I've found myself recently thrown into the comic book world, and it's been an incredible journey, but I have a background in film and television. I currently work at NBC Universal doing television distribution, and I've been writing screenplays and directing movies for uh, the last 10 years. So I started to do a comic book to help me visualize a screenplay that I had written and also to uh, take on the challenge of medium and learning something um, in what I found is one of the like coolest art forms to work in. Um, for me, comic books is just great. Um, I'm a con- control freak. So <laughs> when uh, when I write something, I want to like see it a specific way. And I'm able to work with an artist and get like every single detail right on the page. And so I've just been having a blast with this. And you know what? You're not the first person to tell to tell me or to tell the podcast that they are going into this to kind of help them with with a a uh, screenplay or to help them, you know, in in the process of making probably making a movie or making a TV show. It makes sense. Um, there's been a trend in Hollywood where we're buying up tons of comic books um, mm-hmm. and com- IPs that have started in comic books. It's more of the really long established IPs um, that are being turned into all of the blockbuster movies. But I think everyone kind of got clued in that this is one of the most amazing ways <laughs> to uh, work out your story. Like it really helps you to get things down to something that's more precise, get the words out correctly, uh, and the layout on the page. So it's helpful, but it's also a completely different medium. You have to pay attention to the differences, too. Like, yeah. I would never come to comics and be like, oh, it's just my movie. You know, <laughs> just just doing this for so I can have a movie. You know, I... I put everything into this comic and uh <laughs> well that's love- good that you're you're respecting the the medium yeah that's good i love the medium <laughs> <laughs> i've been learning i'm trying to read more comics and everything i've mostly been reading indie comics because it's all my friends and people that i meet at conventions and shows now but yeah go ahead david you had a question yeah what's been like the hardest thing uh to transition from film to going into a comic book like this movement i've been spoiled by having that illusion of movement in cinema where 
you know, I can just like whip a camera around or like have two people talking and it will be fine. That's so boring on a comic book page if you just have two people talking. I mean, it's generally boring in a movie, but it depends on <laughs> the performance and what they're talking about. Like you can get away with having a scene at a dinner table with people like eating food and talking. But how boring would that be if you had like four pages in a comic book of just people in their heads and, you know. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the the actual book here a little bit. Where did this concept for The Empty start? (laughs) Yeah, well, it did start as a screenplay, but the idea for this story was I um, have been a little bored with the zombie genre. It's gotten a little stale. So I worked really hard with a team of people and then kind of branched off on my own to say we need something new a new approach to a zombie story and I need it to be personal to my life. Um, So I decided that relationships have a a lot of scary things about them. Uh, Whatever stage of a relationship you're in, like if you're just dating, that can be terrifying. If you've been with the person a long time, this is where my story starts. It's about a married couple and um, they are doing things to each other that are hurting each other, but they don't even realize that they're doing it. So that's where the zombie aspect kind of comes into play is the things we do without thinking, the kind of brainless acts we do to the people that we love the most and how it hurts them so I kind of took that personal grounds some experiences in my own life threw it into this crazy body horror end of the world scenario where everyone's getting sick and I just focused it on uh, on two people it does have a love triangle but it's mainly two people a, a wife and a husband and the wife gets sick and it's about her turning into a zombie and them and their relationship issues you know i feel like zombies always um is actually pretty good at standing in for different things that go on in society um like yeah was it dawn of the dead was um i don't even know i don't don't know ever ever read if he actually did on purpose but it was more like consumerism going Mm -hmm. into the into the the mall and all that um i don't know if you ever read cell by stephen king no i haven't read that one it's um it's zombies genre as well, but it's um, basically people would turn into zombies because of a cell phone or a cell phone signal that comes, that goes through every single cell phone. And uh, that's it, cool. And it was to, it, it, and he came up with the idea because people um, were always glued to their phones. They were pretty much like zombies. So <laughs> I feel like it's a really good way to, to, to um, show people what you're feeling at that time or, Zombies have a good social commentary. Uh, They help reflect people. Yeah. It's been awesome about it. So, I mean, (laughs) I'm sick of just seeing the same story where people are the real monsters in the zombie world. But yeah, Dawn of the Dead. I mean, George Romero has done the best social commentary, at Mm -hmm. least in cinema zombies. Cell, that sounds awesome because everyone knows (laughs) we are zombies on our phones. We don't even know what's happening around us. And um, yeah, for me, I just wanted to see something very personal about two people and what it's like when you don't think about what you're doing to the other Mm -hmm. person and then that person suddenly gets sick and starts actually losing their mind. So it brings out even some more drama and fears like fear of losing yourself and then fear of losing that person that you are are married to. And And I think that's something really strong in this 
this first part without giving mm-hmm. too much away is the way that you play with the title of like the empties and then the, some mm-hmm. of the characters are like you can see that they're empty inside though they're not zombies um, mm-hmm. which like that in itself is like brilliant and I really enjoyed that when going through it oh thank you appreciate it and so this is the first issue right so um what is the what's what's the plan uh, here uh do you have like two three issues four issues or yeah uh, well this is actually the second issue this kickstarter oh, and i no worries um i have six issues planned it'll be collected together at the end and be about a 140 page graphic novel but for now i'm doing it releasing it one issue at a time and this Kickstarter is for the second issue. So gotcha. you can get the first one and the second one right away. Uh, we're done with it, but I'm looking for funds to help me print it. So we can yeah. actually like, you know, comics are cool reading it online, but it feels like way better when it's in your hand. <laughs> that, it, it's just a totally different experience reading it. So I want to be able to print this run, but if not, we'll wait. <laughs> Well, there you go, because David was actually telling me and goes, oh, my God, I want I want to uh, read some more already. Yeah, awesome. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we, if we can be successful, then we might even have the third issue finished by the end of this campaign. So I would tack that on if we reach our goal. So the, uh, uh, what you shared with us was issue one, but the Kickstarter is for, for issue two right at the point, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you can get issue two already. And yeah, I, I hope you want to read the next one. That's what, that's the intention. Each one leaves you with a little hook. <laughs> David? Yeah, I wanted to ask you about color because I know something with mm-hmm. like, zombies is like black and white, talk the walking dead, it's all black and white. Yours, you mm-hmm. chose that too. I'm kind of wondering why, but also the only <laughs> color we see is with the gummy bears, which is so cool because like candy, but also terrifying. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I... Um... Well, I basically chose black and white for financial reasons. Um, I wanted my artist. He's amazing, and he's amazing at doing inks and everything. But I didn't want. I don't have the budget to pay for a colorist on top of it. So I was like, "No, your stuff looks even better in black and white." I have some problems with black and white when it looks like it should be color, um, but I don't think that's the case with Eli's art. And I also chose it, uh, other than the financial reason, which was a huge factor in it, but um, I chose it to help distinguish the comic book from the eventual movie that will be made because the movie will be in color. I'm a big color fan, uh, but and I just wanted something that showed you the most like stark, bleak world in comics, and it doesn't take you out of it there. But I feel like if it were like a black and white movie, you just don't get into the experience in the world in the same way. Uh, you need color to kind of bring it to life on a movie setting but yeah print money it costs less to print not that much less to print um and yeah the only color is the gummy bears um for both of the issues i have the gummy bear covers for uh for all the all the issues planned and it's a progression of (laughs) uh them turning gummy like so i hope it gets even more twisted as it it goes along so let me ask you about Are the... there plans for this to turn into a movie then? 
Yeah, there are plans. I was recently at, I w- just this last weekend, I was at the American Film Market with my package. So I'm talking with nice. different distribution companies to um, help get, I'm at the early stages where I still need like a producer to come on board, investment, and also uh different distribution companies to offer me letters of comfort which will help you raise funds so for a movie a letter of comfort from a distribution company is basically them saying that they would distribute this film if it gets made and then they'll give you a certain deal and that helps anyone who's investing in the movie to say like yes okay there is actually a way that we can sell this and recoup some of our money that's for real And so that helps make the investment less of a risk. But there's no real um, guarantee of when the funding comes through, but it's in process. (laughs) So let's talk about the Kickstarter real quick. Uh, Uh Kickstarter started, what, a week ago? Or how how many days ago? I think think two weeks ago, maybe a little less than that, yeah. So I'm looking right now, you're 21 days um, to go right now. So um, three weeks ago. And... uh, do you want to talk about um, your rewards that you're offering uh, so that when people hear they can they can get excited about what um, what they can get with the pledges? Yeah, of course. Um, so for even a dollar pledge, you can get the first issue, the digital copy sent to you right away. I wanted to make sure that there was like no barrier uh, to people getting this story. Uh, $5 will get you both digital copies of the first and second issue. Then we have print copies. We have signed copies, limited edition prints. You can even get a custom cover uh, for a certain pledge. Uh, we have pins and merchandise that are like gummy bears. Uh, we have a gummy bear theme throughout it because my, one of my main characters is a chef. And his job at his restaurant is he transforms junk food like candy into gourmet dishes. And gummy bears are things he uses often. But also the sickness makes people kind of gummy. So there's a lot of body horror with their bodies just changing in the same kind of way that a gummy bear is elastic. And uh, so we're going to have pins, merchandise like that. And I said, if we're, if we're close and meet each meet even maybe our first goal i might be able to throw in the uh third issue of the series to everyone who backs at least on a digital level nice nice okay so i see there's a audio commentary oh yeah yeah i've got some audio commentary about like how we created the the book um how we chose the different shots like i have a lot of hidden influences in there i love movies like like a clint eastwood uh, spaghetti westerns by sergio leone so i have images that we have basically lifted from some of those movies and sequences i also have clothing from one of my favorite movies dumb and dumber uh where he's got this hat he's got a cowboy hat it's totally stolen from lloyd christmas of dumb and dumber uh things like that are discussed in the audio commentary yeah (laughs) Okay, I see it. I see it. I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's right. not lying about the body, body, um, what is it, horror. Um, it is yeah. pretty gory. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. I'm, I'm a big fan of body horror. It uh, has been a less popular uh, genre, subgenre 
lately, but I think it needs to, uh, there need to be more body horror films. <laughs> it's coming back. Nice, nice. So who is uh, helping you with this project or who has been helping you with the project and who will continue helping you with the project? Well, I have a great team. My artist is Eli Powell, and he's been uh, a pretty successful indie comic book artist. So him and I work very closely together on um, laying out the page and images. I have an amazing letterer, thanks to how great Eli is. Um, Marshall Dillon has been in the comic book world for, I don't know, 30 years, something like that. He's worked with everyone. So the lettering is amazing. I can't believe that he uh, even works with me at the rate he does. I have a um, fine arts artist, uh, Jeannie, who does the gummy bear covers, and she does them all in oil painting, actually. So I'm really pleased with that. My other artist who's uh, critical to the project is Zim. He uh, does all of my titles and graphic design work for, like, we have a credits page, which is a menu for our restaurant and um, things like that. He helps put all the, the marketing materials together as well. And um, then I have some people who help me with the story. I have friends uh, who I've worked closely with through my uh, through the entire process and like, hey, does this work? Am I crazy? Is this going in the right direction story-wise? So I have people who will help give me feedback and that kind of thing. And that's our team. We're very indie. We do it all ourselves. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what we like to talk to. We like to talk to the indie creators. Uh, yeah, <laughs> usually they're either in Kickstarter or uh, we've actually started um, talking to somebody who's on on um, Unbound, which uh, cool. from what I hear is is coming this way. It's for, it's actually in the UK right now. It's really big. Um, huh. So yeah, we we love uh, talking to to indie creators. So so glad you're you're able to be with us, uh, David. Do you have any other additional questions? Yeah, if people. Twofold. If where can people find you for more information about getting involved with your project? And then I'm looking at the top of the Kickstarter. I love the slogan. Um, I feel like you kind of already touched on this, but the empty is nothing eats you alive like a bad romance. Um, mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, I was just thinking of marketing taglines. I don't know. I've <laughs> run through hundreds of them. I've got like their relationship was dead until they ate each other alive. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it's all these things because it's, it's scary. I've found that relationships do have a lot of horror elements to them. Um, so... Yeah, it was just something I came up with at some point. I'm not sure where it came from, but it fits with the story, how they keep getting hollowed out and there is some some cannibalism. I'm not going to give too much away, but, you know, (laughs) zombies. (laughs) All right. Um, Anything that we... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You asked where you could find me um, to help with the project. Uh, right now, the project is on Kickstarter. So if you just go to horrorcomicbook.com, you can find uh, the Kickstarter. And um, my website is emptiescomics.com. You can sign up for my mailing list. I give away a movie every week, and I talk about 
a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff about making the comics. So I hope that's helpful, but you can also then have my email, Kristen at empties comics, which is the uh, email I send out my newsletter on. And I'm happy to answer any questions or review. Like if the, I have job openings right now, I'm currently only doing this comic, but I hope to do comics for many of my other stories. So uh, I'm always looking for good people to work with nice and um i'll make sure to go ahead and include the links um okay thank you talk about in in the uh, in the show notes that way anyone who's listening uh, can go ahead and head over there and um and help out help back this project because we um that's the out of anything that we do yes we get listens we get downloads but we want to make sure we we help um anybody who's on here get their project funded awesome i appreciate it so how oh, long yeah. have you um, been into body horror or into the horror genre in, in, in total? In total? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I've been a horror and sci-fi nerd for a long time, but more on the sci-fi spectrum um, than horror. I've recently, well, actually the last like three years, I've really delved hardcore into just straight horror without the horror sci-fi blend. Um, horror is a genre that, is incredibly difficult to do well one it's a very creative genre and two you have to operate on a like level of emotional honesty you have to really be excited or scared and that has nothing to do with anything logical so you can't just like when I came from science fiction I was coming from a you know idea standpoint where hey this is a cool idea we're thinking about technology or humans in the future what makes us human those are themes of science fiction Uh, themes of horror are like what's going on inside a person what they feel what their emotions is and that is something harder in words it's something that you really just have to to feel and keep the suspense and tension going so I started studying horror with um with uh, amazing horror writer Dennis Etchison here at I've been fortunate to be in Los Angeles and surrounded by some of the most amazing writers in the world. And he has a class that kind of mentors people. So he taught me a lot about horror and about, you know, kind of a jazz kind of flow with horror where you just go where it takes you, where the emotion leads. Um, I've been a huge fan of body horror for a long, long time. David Cronenberg's been one of my top five favorite directors for over a decade um so yeah (laughs) yeah so he's a huge influence obviously um and yeah I don't know my parents probably had something to do with me being into horror because I came from a very religious family and they hate horror of course because they're religious but horror is one of the most religious genres too right because it's the battle of good and evil uh and it's it's very much there operating on that battle for your soul or for your life uh but yeah they hate that i'm in horror so um we just um got finished with with halloween um a couple of um days ago actually a week a week week ago what is oh, yeah. your um go-to halloween movie mm, 
go-to Halloween movie. I just gave away Nightmare Before Christmas. I know you can watch that every holiday, like Christmas or Halloween, mm -hmm. but I would say like the best straight horror movies are like Nightmare on Elm Street. I love that movie. Um, I don't actually go to Halloween as my uh, main Halloween movie, though John Carpenter <laughs> is also one of my top favorite directors. I the just thing? happen the what? The thing maybe? Oh yeah, the thing. That's the John Carpenter's best movie, but that's a watch any time kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, I'd say like uh yeah, Nightmare on Elm Streets is one of the coolest horror movies if you wanna be scared. <laughs> How about uh do you, are you into other like books, com other comic books, or that horror that are horror, horror related? Um, yeah, I I've been reading Witches. That comic series is awesome, but um, I have been reading more indie stuff of friends. So, mm -hmm. like my friend just successfully kickstarted Cthulhu is hard to spell. Oh and, yeah, um, oh yeah, on the show. yeah, Russell. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I mean that's like an all ages kind of thing, and he's been a good friend and mentor. So I've been reading things like that, but uh, that's not as hardcore horror as where I'm at. I'm like adult <laughs> only. <laughs> well, he um he was actually the very first interview we had on the show. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that's awesome to to hear that you were you you're good friends with him. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, okay. Do you have any additional questions? Um, let's see. If there's for people who are listening, there, what's like a horror comic people should go read that like if they're listening and they haven't, they should go do that. A horror comic? I don't know the empties, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they probably haven't read that one. Um, but no, I I really know a lot more about movies, and I'm trying to catch up on all the comics. So, like, I actually I read the Walking Dead comics, and I think they're support like such great craftsmanship. Those comics are intense uh every scene has got a good hook it's like perfect writing and the art is pretty cool but everyone knows about the walking dead so you can't really geek out about that you know um <laughs> but yeah I've, i'm trying to learn more about the comics world but i've been in it such a short time that i only know some of the big stuff like alan moore uh you know watchmen and v for vendetta are things i've read they're not horror exactly but um yeah I, i'm alan still catching up oh no because i have that reminds me of some of the body gore which are in your book yeah swamp thing is high on my list to read i i mean it's super cool looking so it, but i uh, haven't read it yet is it arl stein or wasn't he um writing swamp thing as well uh, Arl Stein is doing a new Swamp uh, Man Thing comic. With Man Arl. Thing. Swamp okay. Things with DC. It was yeah. one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, um, okay. Well, I want to go ahead and thank you very much for joining us. It was awesome uh, talking to you. And like I said, we'll make sure people go over and, and check out that Kickstarter project. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us for this episode and uh, keep it, keep in touch uh, and make sure to, to follow the, the podcast so we can um, keep getting the new, new um, Kickstarter projects um, and helping fund them. 
So we'll see you guys next time. And um, thank you once again, David and Kristen. It's your turn to be afraid. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.